In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison, Kyrie eleison, Gloria in excelsis Deo, et in terra pax hominibus, bone voluntatis, laudamus te, benedicimus te, adoramus te, glorificamus te, gratias agimus tibi, propter maniam gloriam tuam. Domine Deus Rex Celestis, Deus Pater Omnipotens, Domine Fili Unigenite, Jesu Christe, Domine Deus Agnus Dei, Filius Patris, Quitolis Peccata Mundi, Miserere nobis, qui tolis peccata mundi, suscipe deprecationem nostram, qui sedes ad exteram patris, miserere nobis, coniam tu solus sanctus, tu solus dominus, Tu solus altissimus, Jesu Christe, cum sancto spiritu, in gloria Dei Patris. Amen. Let us pray. May your people exalt forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that rejoicing now in the restored glory of adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed, You who are Jews, indeed all of you staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. You who are Israelites, hear these words. Jesus the Nazarene was a man commended to you by God, with mighty deeds, wonders, and signs, 
which God worked through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This man, delivered up by the set plan and foreknowledge of God, you killed, using lawless men to crucify him. But God raised him up, releasing him from the throes of death, because it was impossible for him to be held by it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Therefore my, fl- my heart has been glad and my tongue has exulted. My flesh too will dwell in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. My brothers, one can confidently say to you about the patriarch David that he died and was buried, and his tomb is in our midst to this day. But since he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants upon his throne, he foresaw and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that neither was he abandoned to the netherworld, nor did his flesh see corruption. God raised this Jesus. Of this we are all witnesses. Exalted at the right hand of God, he received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father and poured him forth, as you see and hear. The word of the Lord. Lord, you will show us the path of life. Lord, you will show us the path of life. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup. You yourself who secure my lot. Lord, you will show us the path of life. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel, who even at night directs my heart. I keep the Lord before me always. With him at my right hand I shall not be moved. Lord, you will show us the path of life. And so my heart rejoices, my soul is glad. Even my flesh shall rest in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to hell, nor let your Holy One see corruption. Lord, you will show us the path of life. You will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence, at your right hand bliss forever. Lord, you will show us the path of life. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, If you invoke as Father him who judges impartially according to each one's works, conduct yourselves with reverence during the time of your sojourning, realizing that you were ransomed from your futile conduct, handed on by your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a spotless, unblemished lamb. He was known before the foundation of the world, but revealed in the final time for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. The word of the Lord. 
Gospel according to Luke. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that, their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. He was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Jesus, in this uh, great story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus, manifests himself in a visible way in the breaking of the bread, in the Eucharist. but then immediately vanishes from sight. I've used this uh, reference often, but I think it's so important. Uh, Pope Benedict talked about this very passage and hearkening back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve grasp at the uh, fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and immediately their eyes are opened, um, and they recognize that they're naked and start to hide themselves. Um, There's even uh, echoes of of, uh, 
Eden in this story, how God goes out after their fall, goes out for his routine walk with them in the evening, and uh, they hide themselves. Adam is afraid of God now that he's sinned, and here Jesus is walking with these two disciples in the evening time and opens their eyes. And Ratzinger says it's a, it's a reverse. What happens in Eden in the fall is that, that they're grasping at the food. Um, their eyes are open to the externals, but blinded to the internals. So they can't see the interior reality behind the external reality manifested to their senses. And what Jesus does in the sacraments and the Eucharist um, post-resurrection is he, he restores our sight um, in a meaningful way. Not, you know, he, he literally heals many blind people during his earthly ministry. Uh, but that's just a sign of what the fulfillment of his promises is to restore that interior vision, to see past externals towards the actual reality. God is invisible, but he makes himself visible um, in the sacraments. But he makes himself visible in a still invisible way. Like in the Eucharist, you look at Jesus in the host, you say, yeah, Jesus has become visible, concrete, even edible. Uh, but he's still visible in an invisible way. In, in, in other words, you don't just carry around the Eucharist to an unchurched person with no faith and say, see, Jesus is alive. It doesn't make any sense if you don't have the interior vision of, uh, that's born of, of conversion. Um, and so you see in the, in the disciples on the road to Emmaus this process that Jesus takes them through. Um, through opening up the scriptures, manifesting how uh, all has referred to him throughout all of history, that this is uh, the meaning of every story that they've ever heard is, is him and his uh, saving mystery of his crucifixion and resurrection. And the disciples have to have a stance of openness. The, um, the root of, of obedience, obedere, is actually to hear, to listen. Um, but not just listen so that you have you can get in the next word, but like an openness, a, a, a submission, a surrender to the word that's spoken to us. And that's what revelation is all about. And that's why Adam and Eve grasping and trying to decide for themselves what was right and wrong. What is the meaning of reality? Uh, they become completely blinded and clouded. They can't see it anymore. It has to be received. God has to reveal himself uh, to us. And so that the most important stance, then, is reverence. I've um, been reading a lot of von Hildebrand this year, and uh, this passage on reverence has stuck with me. He says, Reverence is the mother of all virtues. It is that fundamental attitude toward being in which one gives all, gives all being the opportunity to unfold itself in its specific nature, in which one neither behaves as its master nor acts toward it in a spirit of familiar conviviality. He's talking, of course, about reverence towards God, allowing God to, to unfold his mystery before us, not on our terms, not praying so as to conjure God's presence in the way that I need it or want it, but to be open, even if that means suffering and being vulnerable, um, to allow God to unfold his specific nature. But also, it breeds a reverence towards all of reality, towards my neighbor. You know, I don't manipulate or, or try to um, exercise power over my neighbor, but rather have reverence at the mystery of the person in front of me, or all of reality, nature, goodness. Um, that's what it means to be a person, is to have that kind of reverence, to not approach my life or, or reality uh, as a, through the lens of the ego, of like, what do I get out of this? But to, op to be open and to hear, and so then to be amazed. 
and to be enthused. And this is, I think, the, the great uh, line from this story is, were not our hearts burning within us as he walked with us and opened up the scriptures? These disciples could not have manufactured this experience. It was something completely divine. Jesus came to them uh, on their walk, and they didn't expect it. They just listened, and then their hearts were burning. Um, Von Hildebrand goes on, and the person who possesses reverence The person who possesses reverence is capable of real enthusiasm, of joy, insofar as it is motivated by values of true love and obedience. The man who lacks reverence is blind to values and incapable of submission to them. And this is the rub, is that the the cost of joy is letting go of even our desire for joy or even our our pursuit of joy, is to uh, simply be reverent towards the mystery of God and how he's revealing himself to me. And so reverence in the Eucharist, of course, it, it, the Mass <clears throat> is God's prayer. It's how he's taught us to pray. Uh, Father Boyle, one of my seminary professors, used to say it's, God, it's, it's God's favorite prayer is the Mass. So if you want to uh, get at God, it's the Mass. But at the same time, the Mass is not our toy. It's not our, a tool that we have in our toolkit to get God's presence. It's, it still has to be approached with awe and trembling. And that's not simply folding our hands, being quiet, and kneeling. That's cert- those are certainly manifestations of reverence. But this sort of interior obedience and submission to God's will um, is what we're after. And I don't know if you, about you if you've ever gone to prayer or gone to Mass, really hoping for and expecting something awesome to happen. You know, like you're having a hard day and you go to prayer and you're like, maybe God will make me feel better and he just doesn't, you know. Um, these things are, again, not a tool, not a technique. We, in some ways, the only way to really access the epiphany, the revelation that God wants to give us is to lay down our tools, lay down our techniques, and put ourselves in a mode of active receptivity uh, to the mystery. But if we can do that, if we can let that reverence penetrate to uh, the level of the heart, then we can start to see past the exterior reality, past the appearances of bread and wine towards this invisible reality that... that is manifest to us, which is Jesus Christ, and how he comes to us on our evening walks, and our, not just in the Mass, but here especially, but opens our eyes to, to revere the mystery of God as it presents himself um, in all aspects of our life. I believe in one God, Father the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men, for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets, 
I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Faith and confidence, we offer our prayers to the Father. We pray for the church, pastors and her people. pray especially for persecuted Christians throughout the world, all who suffer for the name of Jesus. We pray to the Lord. We pray for peace in our world, an end to this epidemic. We pray for wisdom for our leaders. We pray to the Lord. We pray for our benefactors and our friends, our students, especially those who go without the consolation of the sacraments, that they may receive Christ as he draws close to them through spiritual communion. We pray to the Lord. We pray for the sick and the suffering, especially those who are alone those who are dying and those who will die today. For their peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord the intentions we hold in our hearts. We pray for all the dead, those who have gone before us, marked with faith, that they may rest in peace, we pray to the Lord. Lord Father, hear the prayers of your family. Answer us according to your will. We make these prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive, O Lord, we pray these offerings of your exultant church, and as you have given her cause for such great gladness, Grant also that the gifts we bring may bear fruit in perpetual happiness. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. He never ceases to offer himself for us, but defends us and ever pleads our cause before you. He is the sacrificial victim who dies no more, the Lamb once slain who lives forever. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, Every land, every people exalts in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. 
To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Blaise, our Bishop, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you the sacrifice of praise that they offered for themselves and all who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clements, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmos and Damien, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, with eyes raised to heaven to you, O God, his Almighty Father. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest, Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer, we ask you, almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. 
Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants, through those sinners, hope in your abundant mercies. Graciously grant some share in fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
behalf of those unable to receive communion today, we pray. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Look with kindness upon your people, O Lord, and grant, we pray, that those you were pleased to renew by eternal mysteries may attain in their flesh the incorruptible glory of the resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Regina Celi, Letare, Alleluia. Quia quemoruisti portare, Alleluia. Resurrexit, sicut dixit, Alleluia. Ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia.